Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode. We're going to be talking about how to win back your wife's trust and love. And as a special bonus for today, I'm going to include the number one phrase that I tell my clients to use when they are trying to win back this love and trust. So to start off with, how do we lose trust and love from our wife? It really boils down to one thing, and that one thing is breaking promises. That's how we lose trust. We can do that in big ways. That can be through something big like an affair or, you know, spending all your money without telling her or, you know, putting a mortgage on the house and not telling her like a greatest showman, right? She's, he sells the house basically and doesn't tell his wife. <laughs> so something, something big like that. The other way though we lose our wife's trust is kind of more slow over time. So saying things like, oh yeah, you know, I'll take care of that. You know, I'll take the garbage out and then not doing it. Or yeah, I'll plan the date this week and then not doing it. Or yeah, I'll pick up the kids and then not doing it, right? So over time, our wife starts to see, well, you know, I can't really trust what this guy says. You'll also notice this bleeds over into other places in your life with your kids at work, you know, if where you're just not really being a man of your word, you know, you say, you say yes, but really you mean no, or you say no, but really you mean yes. That comes to some spiritual weakness, what I call that is spiritual weakness, and we want to build up spiritual strength, being men of our word. can even be more implied promises. So when we get married, sometimes our uh, our wife either tells us things she expects or they're kind of just understood that, you know, we ought to be doing certain things. So one of those things is putting our wife first in our life, prioritizing her above other things. Okay. So... One way we can get away from that, and a common one that I see with guys I, I work with, is putting you know work before family. And usually these guys are doing it for a good reason, at least in their mind, they're doing it for a good reason that they want to provide for their family. You know, they want to provide a nice home and get the kids taken to you know a good school or you know have nice food to eat. But they lose sight of the fact that you know what makes up a home and what makes up a great memory in a home is time together and positive time together. Okay. The thoughts, the feelings, the emotions, the experiences, right? That's what really matters more. Forgetting birthdays or holidays, right? Just kind of spacing that out. Again, that's just kind of showing your wife over time. She's really not first, right? Breaking that promise of putting her first. Not taking the time to connect with your wife on an emotional level on a daily or weekly basis. If you haven't been really sitting down and trying to understand her day or going out on dates together, you know, again, these are small things. They tend to build up more over time versus like an affair that's like, boom, you know, you're in trouble. Um, these ones build up over time and your wife just starts to get more resentful, starts to feel out of love with you. Okay. That's another one. A lot of guys say your wife loves you, but she's not in love with you. A lot of times it's because of stuff like this. So how do guys typically go about trying to make things better? Here's what a lot of guys do. So after something big, they might say, oh, come on, just, you know, give me another chance. This was just a one-time mistake. Uh, You know, I've changed. I'm different. Or even if it's some of these small things over time, you know, sometimes they'll minimize it. They'll say, oh, come on, you're mad about that. Like I didn't text you enough during the day. Or, you know, I didn't remember your birthday one time. Look at everything else I do for you, right? 
that's what that's what guys will do when they're trying to make things better. They're basically trying to prove their point to their wife, right? They're saying, "Look, I'm not that bad. I could have done this instead. You know, I could have I could have had an affair instead, or I could have had five affairs instead of one, or whatever." Right? Another thing guys will say a lot: "Can't we just move forward? Can't we just move past this? Can't we just leave that in the past?" Right? Again, what result does this get for you? not a good one, right? It's not helping you gain more trust or love from her. And I'll get into why in a, in a little bit here. Another thing a lot of the guys will say a lot is, I just want to get back to where we were. Can't we just go back to where we were when we first got married? Or can't we just go back to where we were before all this happened? You know, can't I just, you know, start um, texting you more and things can just be better all of a sudden? This is natural, right? We all want things to just get better fast. But unfortunately, winning back trust and love doesn't quite work like that. You know, if you lost it slow over time, it's going to take time to build it back for your wife to trust you again. If you broke it with something big, same idea. It's going to take time to build that trust back up. Another thing guys are saying is, can't you just trust me again? Here's the thing, guys. They cannot. Okay, I'm going to get into that more in a second, but do not ask them to trust you because you have shown that you are not trustworthy. You made a promise and you did not keep it. So you have proved you are not trustworthy. So do not come to your wife and say, just trust me. Can't you just trust me? Don't do it. Do not do it. (laughs) There's one thing you take away from this today. Not to do. Do not ask her to trust you again. Another thing guys will do, if their wife starts bringing up their pain, you know, they'll say, hey, it really hurt me when you had the affair. Or hey, you know what? I know it maybe it's silly, but it's important to me that you remember my birthday. Okay. A lot of guys will say this. They'll be like, look, I know I hurt you. I said, I'm sorry. Can't we just get over it? Basically just shutting that whole thing down. And it's natural. It's understandable, right? Guys don't really want to get into that pain because it's painful for them. Okay. Another thing guys will say is I just don't know what else to do. Right. What else can I do? You know, I'm, I'm taking care of the kids. I'm, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. I, you know, I'm, I'm texting you. I'm doing all this. Like, what else can I do to get your trust back? And then your wife's going to say, well, I just don't feel it. Or, you know, the love's just not there like it used to be. And that gets really frustrating. Okay. And guys will just want to give up because they're not seeing those results fast. What does all this lead to? Less trust and less love. Okay. Because you're pushing, you're making it all about you. You're saying, look, get over it. Or look, I'm better. Can't you see it? You know, it's all about me. It's all about, you know, what's good for me. It's not about her. And people, women, they don't want to be with a guy that's selfish and that doesn't try to understand where their wife is coming from. So listen, here's what you have to do first. Let's say that you go to the doctor's office and you have a cough and the doctor you know, you come in, you say, Hey, I've got this, I've got this cough and I have kind of this pain in my, in my chest here when I cough. And your doctor just says, Oh yeah, well, let's put a bandaid on your chest. And, um, you know, here's a cough drop. See you later. How much confidence are you going to have that that doctor can actually help you? (laughs) Not very much. Okay. Because they didn't really explain or get into the pain that you are feeling. So a good doctor, right? In in medical school, they taught us this, this acronym, old cart. So they're going to say, when did it start? Where do you feel it? How long does it last? Okay. What's the character like? Is it sharp? Is it dull? Is it burning? Is it stabbing? 
Okay. It, what makes it better? What makes it worse? Uh, have you, has this happened before? Is there a time of day it's better or worse? Okay. So if, if the doctor asks you that and you answer all those questions, now you're going to figure out, oh, wow, like, you know, this doctor knows what they're talking about. That leads to a better diagnosis, which then leads to a better treatment. Okay. So when your wife comes to you, right, and she says to you, hey, you hurt me, like your affair hurt me, or hey, you're not texting me enough during the day, it hurt me. You know, that's why I started talking to this other guy. You didn't really listen to me. Okay. Most guys are going to want to run. They're going to stick a bandaid on it and say, hey, don't talk to other guys. That's not good for marriage. Or yeah, of course the affair hurts you. I'm sorry. I said, I'm sorry already. Instead, take this doctor's approach right? Try to really understand their pain. Wow. You know, yeah, that must really hurt. You know, I I had this affair. I can't imagine, you know, you probably felt like you couldn't trust me. You probably felt like your whole world had kind of fallen apart. You know, I'm so sorry. You know, what else happened for you? Tell me, tell me more. Like, you know, how did this impact you? I really want to understand it. I know I caused it and I want to understand that pain. Okay. Because when you do that, Now you're not that guy that she's running away from, right? The guy that she's running away from is the guy that doesn't try to understand her pain, that doesn't try to see where it's at, right? So when you take a whole new approach and you say, tell me more about it, or you just, you just start off trying to understand it. Wow. You know, I can't imagine what it must've been like to have that affair or to be on the receiving end of that, right? And you try to put yourself in her shoes. Wow. How would I feel if, if she had an affair or how would I feel if she never, did anything to appreciate me. You might even have some fuel for that already because a lot of times guys already feel unappreciated. So they, they sort of know what it's like to feel unappreciated, but really try to step into her shoes and understand it. Okay. When you do that, now you're making headway, right? Now you're winning back some trust and some love because your wife can trust. If you can see her pain and understand her pain, she can trust a couple things. For one, she can trust that you see how bad it was. Okay. So she can start trusting that maybe you won't do it again if you really understand how much pain you caused her. The other thing she can start to do is start really thinking maybe you can help her through it. Okay. She married you for a reason, right? She could have married somebody else, but she married you. So something in her is attracted to you and wants you around. So as you share, share that understanding, she starts to think, huh, maybe this guy that I, that I fell in love with that I wanted to marry, maybe he's still in there somewhere, right? And that love and and that belief that maybe you can help her starts coming. Okay, so again, you got to start with that diagnosis mode. You got to really understand her hurt very deeply. Okay. So again, we gave some examples, but with affairs, it's going to be uh, you know about just understanding that pain. Wow, you know that must have really broken your trust. Probably did some stuff to you as far as your belief in God. Even maybe made you question that. You know, did did any of that? happen tell me a little bit more right with neglect same idea you know i I wasn't really paying attention to you i wasn't putting you first that must that probably made you feel like you weren't a priority or like the actions you were taking our marriage weren't important to me or that i wasn't being a good example to the kids right you could say that with either one so again just try to get into her mindset what was going on The other thing I want to talk about is really understanding what trust is. So a lot of people mix up forgiveness, faith, and trust. So I want to kind of clarify that. So forgiveness is really just 
not trying to punish, okay? It's turning punishment over to God or to, you know, authorities if that is is necessary. So like, as I've told you, my wife went through some really terrible things, some terrible abuse. So forgiveness for her would be just saying like, I'm going to turn this punishment to God. I'm not going to go out and try to hurt these people or, you know, ruin their reputation or slash their car tires or anything like that. Right. Uh, She's going to say, look, God's going to be in charge of that. But also, you know, as far as possible, getting authorities involved. Right. Sometimes that's tough. But uh, if there's a crime committed, turning that over to authorities. So, again, forgiveness is just saying this is a scripture from Doctrine and Covenants was a scripture from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It says, let God judge between me and thee and reward thee according to thy deeds. I just find that scripture so powerful. So just saying like, God's going to judge, right? He's going to reward you according to your deeds. I'm, I'm not going to be in charge of that anymore, right? And it's really very freeing. Right? So that's forgiveness. Faith is believing that things can be different. Having faith in someone believing, hey, yeah, you can. You can do it. You can change, right? That's what I try to offer my clients, right? Is that faith in themselves, right? You can change. And I want to tell you that right now. You absolutely can. You have infinite worth. You have infinite potential. You can become a better man, 100%. Okay, so that's faith. Now, these first two, they're really both gifts that someone can give to you. So your wife can give you forgiveness. She can say, yeah, I'm not going to try to punish you anymore. I'm not going to go out and have an affair because you had one to get back at you, right? Or she can even have faith, faith in you. Yeah, you know, I believe that things can be different, that you can change. But trust is earned by actions over time. Again, trust, you have to earn it by actions over time. It can't be given to you. It cannot be given to you. That's why you can't come to your wife and say, can't you trust me yet? The answer is no, because you've broken promises over and over. Trust is like building a house brick by brick. Each promise kept is one brick put down. That's the way I want you to think about trust. So, each of those little promises, it builds up one wall, it builds up one house. And eventually you get back to where your wife can trust you. And the other thing you want to think about is trust you to do what? Well, trust you to stay faithful to her, trust you to um, take care of your kids, trust you to put her first, to, you know, try to take good care of her. That's what we're talking about, uh, trust. So again, you have to earn it over time by showing her. So your wife doesn't trust you now, and she's lost some love for you now, excuse me, because you've shown her over time that you don't keep your promises. So either you've taken that house down kind of brick by brick by those little broken promises over time, and by not putting her first and not texting her, not calling her, not remembering birthdays, uh, coming home late, or you took like a wrecking ball to that house and just smashed it with an affair or spending all your money up or whatever it was, right? Drug abuse. Okay. So, you know, you had that house of trust, right? You had that brick house of trust, but then you either took it down slowly or you smashed it. Okay. That's why your wife can't trust you. That house is on the ground, right? It is wrecked. So she can't trust you. That house is broken. You have to build it. She can't build it. That's why under, that's what you have to understand. She cannot build this house for you. You must build it. And you have to build it one brick at a time. One little promise kept at a time. So I told you I was going to teach you 
How do you win back your wife's trust? How do you win back her love? This is it, guys. You get her wife's, you get your wife's trust back by earning it, by building it brick by brick, one promise made and kept at a time. That's it. That's the secret. And you don't tell her, hey, can't you trust me now? No, you have to build that promise over promise over time. It takes time. So as you start doing this, right, here's what you can expect. So you're starting to make some changes. You're starting to keep some promises. You're starting to help out more around the house. You're starting to, you know, be kinder, remember things for her, grab her a glass of water, right? So here's what your wife is thinking in her mind. And here's why you do not see fast results 99% of the time. Like you feel a change in yourself and you, you feel that it's different, right? You're like I'm committed this time. I want to be that better man. Why can't she see it? Right. You get upset. And that's kind of what she's waiting for, right? She's waiting for you to go back to those old ways. Okay. So your wife's thinking, you know, yeah, he's making changes, but how long is that going to last? Right. He's done this before, you know, I've kind of pulled away and then he kind of gets better for a while. And then I come back and then he gets worse again. Right. That's kind of what is going on in her mind. So her fear is that if she starts to trust you again, you're going to hurt her again. Again, her biggest fear is if she starts to trust you again, you're going to hurt her again. So just keep that in mind. So at, you're making these changes and, and she, so a lot of times what guys will see is their wife kind of pulls in for a little. She's like, wow, these changes are great. And then she pulls away like, oh, you know, screw you. I don't like you. Why is she doing that? Because of what's going on in her mind. She's like, she's pulling in. She likes what she's seen. But then she's like, oh man, this guy's going to hurt me. I don't want to be hurt again. Okay. And that's why she pulls back again. So just expect it. You can even let her know that you're seeing that. You're like, Hey, you know, I noticed, you know, things were going a little bit better and then they weren't. I'm guessing maybe that's because, you know, you, you kind of like what you're seeing, but you don't know how long it'll last. Or, you know, I've shown you, you can't trust me over time and I get it. Okay. I understand it. I know it's going to take time. Okay. That can be your response. And that's a powerful response. She's also going to build up these walls to keep from getting hurt. Like I said, because another fear that she has, if she if she moves back in, she gives you that attention, appreciation, or affection, you're going to stop your changes. So you've also taught her something very problematic, right? <laughs> you've taught her that in order for you to make good changes, she needs to withdraw attention, appreciation, and affection. That's what fuels your making positive changes. So she knows one strategy she can use to keep these changes up is to pull away, okay? So again, you've put yourself in this situation, but the way to get yourself out of it is just to be consistent. Keep making and keeping promises over time. So that's why you see this hot and cold, right? So she's warm. She likes the changes. And then she's fearful. She's like, you know, what's going on? Oh, I can't believe I'm, I'm falling for him again. You know, he hurt me so bad last time. I don't want to be a fool again. Okay. All right. So I told you, I'd tell you the number one phrase that I tell my clients to use that I work with. And I'm going to tell it to you right now. The number one phrase that you want to say when you're trying to earn back your wife's love and trust is this. You cannot trust me yet. You cannot trust me yet. Okay. So it's very counterintuitive, but the reason it works is that it addresses that fear that she has, right? You know, it addresses that fear that once she comes back, you're going to stop doing what you're doing. You're going to say, I have to earn your trust back over time by my actions, 
it lets her know you understand like what trust is about. It's about building brick by brick. Look, I know I knocked this house down or I took it apart brick by brick. I get it. I have to earn it back over time. Absolutely. Even to trust myself, I have to do that. And here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. So you can't trust me yet. I have to earn that trust over time by my actions. And I am committed to changing and becoming a better man, whether we get to be- back together or not. Okay. Whether we get back together or not, whether we have sex again or not, whether you give me the attention I, I want or not. Okay. I'm going to make these changes either way. That guys is the key. That's the key to all of this because it addresses those fears that you're going to stop as soon as she starts giving you some of that attention, appreciation, and affection, right? So when you tell her that you're going to change, even if she doesn't even look at you again, you're still going to be this kind of man that starts to ease those fears that she has. And then, you know, she's still looking and she should be right. She's still looking to see if you're going to keep those changes up. But when you say this, and the more you say it, you know, the more it reminds you that you're committed to this no matter what, okay? The more that happens, the more she trusts you, the more she loves you, the more you can build that house back up, okay? But again, don't use this phrase unless you mean it, okay? <laughs> if, you, if you're like, oh, oh, Mike, yeah, that, that's a really good phrase. I'm gonna go tell my wife that right now. Oh, oh yeah, you can't trust me. I have to earn it by my actions and I, I'm gonna change whether you come back or not, but you don't mean it. Okay, now you're going to destroy that house of trust again. And in fact, it's going to be worse than ever, right? Because now you have told her the one thing that will help her feel at ease and you've turned it into a lie. Okay, So now you've like taken a second wrecking ball to that house or you've like lit it on fire and thrown it into the middle of the ocean, right? Like that house is wrecked. So do not tell your wife this until you really believe it. Okay. It has to be an internal change. You have to commit to becoming a trustworthy man, no matter what your wife says or does Okay, for yourself, for God, for your kids. Okay. Something bigger than her has to be something bigger than her. It cannot be just for her. I'll do anything for you. I'll change for you. No, no, because then your wife says, oh, okay, yeah, it'll change for me. But as soon as I give you attention, you're going to change right back. And she's right. Okay? You have to change for something bigger. You have to be committed to changing because that's who you want to be. And that is how you will win trust back. That is how you win love back. That's how you're going to feel so great about yourself and be incredibly attractive to your wife and your kids. Okay. All right. So the test for this, right, where this becomes hard is when you're out there doing everything you can and you're doing everything good that you can and you get bad back. So for example, you take the trash out and your wife says, oh yeah, finally, it's about time you did that, right? So you get kind of like some attitude back or, you know, you send her a text, hey, how's it going today? Your wife says, it would be great if I wasn't married to you, (laughs) you know, something super rude. So that's your big test, right? That's where you're going to figure out for yourself and where she's going to figure out if you're really committed to becoming a better man, no matter how she responds, right? Can you continue to be kind when she's not? Can you continue to show love when you're not getting anything back, right? So we'll talk about boundaries too, and how like, you don't, you don't have to just like let her scream at you or, you know, punch you in the face or anything. Like you still need to respect yourself, but those snide remarks or her being rude or whatever, you just have to stay being the man that you know you can be through that. 
Okay, continuing to be calm, cool, at peace, a loving person. Okay, that's going to feel great to you. It's going to make you extremely attractive to her. And that is how you win back her love and trust. Okay, are you going to stay strong? Are you going to stay strong when she tests you through those times? That's the biggest test, guys. It's hard. You can do it. Commit to this in yourself right now. I'm going to be a better man no matter what my wife's doing or no matter what she does in the future. If you make that commitment now, you win no matter what. Okay? You win because you become a better man and you're doing the most likely thing that will bring her back to you. By being a man of your word, by being trustworthy, you've won, right? You're ahead of 99% of guys out there because a lot of guys don't are not men of their word. So if you are, you feel great and you become that guy that your wife can't love and trust. All right. So as a review, trust guys has to be earned over time. One small promise kept at a time, laid down brick by brick. Love typically comes after trust, right? When she sees these things coming back, when she sees, hey, this guy is a man of his word. Hey, he is going to put me first. Hey, he is being a great dad to the kids. Hey, he is going back to his religious beliefs that he kind of stepped away from, right? When she sees all that, she's like, huh, yeah, this is the guy that I was drawn to at first. And love starts coming after that trust. Again, your wife's biggest fear is that you will not keep your promises, that you'll make this change for a little, that she'll come back and you'll hurt her again. Okay? She doesn't want to be hurt. She doesn't want to look foolish. Okay, Especially if it was something big, right? Like an affair. Your wife, a big part of her is saying, man, think how stupid I'll look. If, if he had this affair, he says he's sorry, I come back to him and he has another affair. Like how dumb am I going to look? Okay, she, she will look stupid if that happens. And so... You have to keep that in mind, right? That's all going on for her. You put her in that situation, so don't don't be mad at her. You you put her there, um, but just keep that in mind. Okay, be patient. Be patient with all this. Commit to being that better man, no matter what, whether she leaves or not, whether she gives you attention or not. And that, again, you win no matter what, and that's what's going to make her most attracted to you, right? You have to commit, guys. You have to commit to being a better, more trustworthy, more loving man, even if your wife does not do what you're hoping she does. That's the key, guys. And that, to me, is the true test of manhood, the true test, if you're a a Christian person, the true test of how, how closely you're following Jesus. Can you love your enemies? Can you bless them that curse you? Okay. It is hard to do, but you can do it. All right, man. I'm excited to share this with you. Start earning back your wife's trust. Even if you already have it, keep earning it by being a man of your word. All right, stay strong, men, and I will see you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.